This is the Value Investor Podcast with Tracy Reinick. All things value, all the time. Welcome back, value investors. I got an interesting question the other day from a listener about what to do when one of your companies gets acquired. Now, we haven't really discussed this topic, so it was a good question. What do you do? Do you hang on to it? Do you wait for the merger and then either take the money or the shares that they're giving you? What if you're in the company that's acquiring someone else? Do you still stay in that company? Um, A lot of what you choose will depend on two main factors. And these are pretty obvious when you stop to think about it. So the first factor is, are you actually just trading this stock? So if you're trading it, you have a short-term hold on it, you literally are in and out of it every day, every couple of days, or whatever your plan is on trading it, then that's one scenario. The second scenario is obviously that you're an investor in it. You've owned it for several years, maybe even a decade, who knows, but you've been in it for a long time. You're not trading it. You're not in and out of it every day, obviously, and you expected to be in it for quite a period of time going forward until, you know, this acquisition announcement was made. So those are the two scenarios. And I wanted to go over what you do if you're in the first scenario versus the second scenario. So the first scenario is, again, that you're the trader in it. So let's say you own a company trading at like $4 and you've been in and out of it and, you know, you're taking some gains and then suddenly it's announced it's being acquired for five twenty-five. dollars Immediately on the day of the announcement, basically, the stock shoots up and usually you see it get pretty close to whatever the announcement uh, is, like whatever the price is that they're paying. So usually you see it go to, in this case, if it's 525, you would see it go to anywhere from like 515 to maybe 520. It never gets all the way up to the actual asking price, but it'll get pretty close most likely. And then it kind of just sits there, right? Because this announcement's been made. And if it's likely that that deal will go through, that the acquisition will be made, um, and that it's not, there's no other counters, there's no uh, rejection of the offer, which does sometimes happen, but that doesn't happen. There's no government like antitrust issues. Then it's pretty likely that the shares will just kind of hover around the buyout level, right? Because that makes sense. That's what someone who's a shareholder is going to get when the deal closes. So there's really no point in staying in it if you're just trading it. If that was your whole goal to be a trader in that company, well, the trade has already been made. You're not going to make any more money because as long as there's no other offers or anything else is going on, they're buying it for the 525. So in those scenarios, I always just sell and get out. There's no use sticking around to be bought out if you're a trader in it. But let's say you're an investor in it. That is a different scenario because you may really like the company that's buying you out. So let's say on this example, you have been in it a couple of years, you um you know, get the buyout offer of 525. And then you're like, hey, I really do like the company that's buying me out. So you do just stay in it 
and wait, wait for the buyout. That can get kind of annoying though, because if it's a big buyout with big companies, it can take quite a while for the buyout to actually go through because there's a lot of different layers. Um, Everybody has to go to shareholders and ask their approval of it. But with bigger companies, that can take longer. You have the government regulatory issues with the bigger companies, the antitrust and other things. Um, And then, you know, you could get other offers with bigger companies. Sometimes you get that or a rejection of it. There's all these things that could come into play and it can really drag it out. Sometimes a year, even longer, I've seen it. And then you're just kind of sitting there in the stock, like waiting waiting to be bought out. Um, So that's up to you. If you're a long-term shareholder though, then the wait isn't, you know, it's not horrible and it's worth it for you to get shares or the cash, whatever it is you're going to get in the um, final combination because sometimes the companies will pay all cash out and then you just get the cash. But most times it'll be a combination of cash and shares, sometimes all shares. So then you're going to have something else to decide when um, you actually get those in your portfolio. But I usually choose to hold when I'm in a situation where there's an acquisition, at least until I can see what the combined company can do. So after the closing, I stick around to then check in and see what the combined entity is doing. If it's really getting the synergies that that's the word they always use, right? The synergies that the company who acquired said they were going to get, that they're going to save all this money and they're going to get these new technologies and maybe all these new stores or whatever it is and see if it's can be a good mesh. Um, I always do say, as always, to do your own research on the management of the new team that's taking over. Hopefully you did it on the old team, but now you're going to need to do it on the new team and you're going to need to see the fundamentals of the that merged company once the deal actually closes. But let's take a look at a couple of examples of things kind of going on right now and that have been happening in the last year to give you some uh, real world ideas idea of what can happen. So one of the biggest deals in the last year is the merger that has not yet gone through between AbbVie, the big drug company, and that ticker is ABBV, and Allergan, which is AGN. They're both still public, still trading. But in June 2019, AbbVie announced they were buying Allergan for $63 billion. It was $188 a share in cash, but it was a cash and stock deal for the shareholders of Allergan. And I took a look to see what the stock is doing now. So that was June 2019. So well over six months ago, almost eight months now, since they made the announcement. So this deal, again, has not closed. It's expected to here in 2020, however. But we're still waiting, eight months and counting. And it's trading at 198 right now. Now, I didn't go back and look at all the history to see if that initial offer was upped at all from 188. But the initial offer was 188. It's trading at 198. And I'm not sure why the people are willing to pay over the buyout. But sometimes... When these uh, deals take really long to go through, people start trading in the stock anyways. Um, So that could be what's happening here right now. But you mainly saw after the announcement, um, Allergan shares shot up 
in June on the day of the announcement. And then they were basically moving sideways for most of this eight-month period until just recently where they're, they are now pushing up a little bit higher. But pretty much if you were trading this, there wasn't much to do on the trading side. And if you're holding this, you're just waiting for this deal to close and then you're going to get shares of AbbVie plus some cash in there. So um, then that's going to be your decision on whether or not you're holding on to the AbbVie shares. And you're going to have to go in and see what's happening with them. They're actually pretty cheap here right now, AbbVie themselves. So if you're a value investor and you get bought out by another company that's a value, then that's good for you. And, you know, you might want to... Uh, do the deep dive on that. And you might want to think about staying in on it. One of the ones I thought about staying in on, and this one was from 2018 into 2019, was the CVS-Aetna merger. So CVS bought out Aetna because it wanted to add one of the health insurers to its repertoire. And the ticker for CVS is CVS. And we owned Aetna in the value investor portfolio here at Zacks. And this took forever to close. So the shares shot up, but we'd already been doing pretty good in the shares actually up until that point. But on the deal announcement, they did shoot up. And then they basically just sat there going nowhere for quite some time because, again, this deal took a while to close. And finally, it did. We did get, um, we would have gotten some shares of CVS in that deal, but I decided to sell the Aetna at near the near the price that they were going to be bought out at because it was just sitting at that price instead of waiting to get the CVS. Now, later, we ended up buying some CVS shares because they did remain so cheap, but we are now not in CVS any longer. And then I took a look at what happened with these shares over the last two years. So they're really up only 5.3% over the last two years, and the S&P 500 is up 227 in that time period. So merging with Aetna has not helped these shares whatsoever, really. They are off their lows of last year, however. So um, they got really dirt cheap last year. They're still cheap with the PE of 10 and they're paying that dividend of 2.8%, but there's not much growth there even with the Aetna acquisition. So um, I'm still not a big fan. That's why we exited CVS out of the value investor ultimately. But again, when your company is merged out, I did love Aetna and decided um, not to stick around for the acquisition originally and then changed my mind, which you can do in investing, anything goes, and then decided, no, still don't want to be in this, so got out then. But it will change a company when you have, um, when you're acquired. It just will, so that's something to keep in mind always when some of these big companies are combining Another one that was uh, popular last year was Occidental's acquisition of Anadarko. And this was big in the news because they got in a bidding war with Chevron for Anadarko and Chevron ended up losing ultimately. And Occidental got that $10 billion loan basically from Berkshire Hathaway to make it happen. A lot of people thought Occidental overpaid for Anadarko. But if you were in the Anadarko shares, you were glad to be bought out, <laughs> certainly at the price they paid. And Occidental shares uh, kept on the decline even after the acquisition closed. Occidental OXY is that ticker. So um, they still remain cheap. Some of that is because 
oil prices are down, but um, that is one that a lot of people did not like the combination there. Another one in energy, and a lot of energy does seem to be the area that's kind of active right now, is one that I was also in. I owned um, SRCI, SRC Energy, and the ticker was SRCI, no longer exists because they were just acquired by PDC Energy. That ticker is PDCE. And I had no idea that um, anyone was looking at SRC. And then suddenly they got a deal they couldn't resist that was sold. And I do like the combined entity. So I am still in PDCE because I did get shares for my troubles in that acquisition. So I'm still in that and watching to see what happens on the upcoming earnings call, because this will be the first call since the acquisition closed. So this will be interesting. But as an investor in any of these companies where you're acquired, it's always good to, again, check in and see what's happening with the new company, because a lot will change once you're acquired, as I said. And um, that's another thing. What if you own the buyer? That could change the equation as well. What if you owned AbbVie and you really think that they are overpaying for Allergan or you owned Occidental and you don't like what they paid for Anadarko? That's something to consider as well um, when you're owning these stocks for the long term because these are the business moves. And remember, you own the business as a long-term investor. So yeah, a lot can go on when, when your company is acquired and you really do have to pay attention to what you are getting for your troubles in that case. Um, but you can also end up somewhere maybe even a little bit better than you thought you would when you were originally in the investment. So I don't mind when my company gets bought out. Um, so I tend to stick around, like I said, but it's up to you to decide after you see what the merged company looks like. And um, yeah, so there's a lot going on with mergers. This year, a little quiet in 2020. Uh, we're seeing more of it in the energy side and less in um, the biotechs is where we also normally see quite a bit. On the healthcare side, a lot of uh, products and medical uh, you know, innovators will buy out others. We've seen a few... Uh, acquisitions on the from the private sector on the fintech side this year, like Visa, Mastercard, those kind of companies are doing some acquisitions, but nobody of the big public realm, at least not yet here in 2020. So, but there will be some big acquisitions announced. I'm sure we can guarantee that there is every year, and we'll see what happens. So, let me recap some of the tickers I talked about today. So, I talked about CVS and that acquisition of Aetna. That ticker is CVS. Then we had Occidental OXY. We had AbbVie and Allergan. AbbVie is ABBV. Allergan is AGN, but they're going to be acquired. So be cautious there. We had PDC Energy, which is just PDCE. And I guess I mentioned Chevron in there too with that Occidental, that CVX. But as far as we know, for now, they have not made an announcement about acquiring anyone else. They just went after Anadarko and did not succeed. So will they get in the game this year? We will see. Um, but as always, 
I try to cover topics that you guys have interests in. So if there's something pressing on your mind that you really want me to cover here on the podcast, uh, you can definitely send me a message. You can either tweet it at me or you can send it to us at podcast at zax.com that's our email address here and we read all the questions that come in at podcast at zax.com and that's z-a-c-k-s.com that's easy to remember so send me your concerns and your issues and i'll see if i can cover them on a future episode and be sure to subscribe so you can hear what i say about it you can get us on spotify and on apple Podcasts, and we're also two for one with the market edge on soundcloud and we're on a bunch of other platforms but be sure to get us somewhere as i always say and i'll see you again next week with some more value this material is being provided for informational purposes only and nothing herein constitutes investment legal accounting or tax advice or a recommendation to buy sell or hold a security do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal tax or accounting counsel publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney client relationship no recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.